2: Kroger, fresh for everyone.
0: October 3rd, 2019. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition.
3: gamer, and an internet superstar. He has now come out with something called a book. Tyler Blevins, a.k.a. Ninja, is joining us on the show, everybody. <laughs> Four to five superstar. Also on tonight's episode, sugar daddies are going to school, Bernie Sanders beats a heart attack, and Donald Trump is getting impeached. <laughs> yeah. Make some noise, yeah, make some noise for congressional (laughs) procedures. (laughs) All right, let's catch up on today's headlines. Let's kick it off with some great news.
1: 2020 hopeful Bernie Sanders says he's feeling good after heart surgery. The Vermont senator canceling several campaign events after the treatment for a blocked artery. Sanders is using the opportunity to push his health care plan, tweeting, quote, None of us know when a medical emergency might affect us, and no one should fear going bankrupt if it occurs. Medicare for all. Bernie!
3: (laughs) Bernie! Oh, man, I am so happy. And I'm so glad that Bernie is still like in the mix. This is what I love about him, he's consistent. Most people wouldn't think about other people and their policies in a crisis, but Bernie just uses it as an opportunity to reinforce his beliefs, right? The dude has a sudden heart heart procedure and then his first statement is, this is why America needs health (laughs) care. I love that. Like, I feel like if Bernie was kidnapped by the Joker, he'd be like, this is why we need better mental health care in Gotham. (laughs) These psychopathic clowns, they need our help. But yeah, Bernie needed a procedure to unclog an artery uh, in his heart. And um, it looks like he's recovering well. I'm really excited. And I thought it was really sweet that many of his presidential candidate opponents sent him well wishes. What was even sweeter is that when Bernie received the wishes, he equally redistributed them amongst the people in the hospital. <laughs> he was like, you get the one from Kamala, you get the one. <laughs> like, it must be hard to operate on Bernie. No one thinks about that, you know? Cause he like solidly believes what he believes. I bet, like, in the middle of surgery, he just woke up, and he was like, why does the doctor make so much more than the nurse? They work just as hard. They work... And he's just like, ah, pull the plug. They're like, there is no plug. Don't try and silence me. <laughs> anyway, we're really happy that Bernie is getting better, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, you know who I blame for happening, for this happening in the first place? Iowa. That's who I blame. Yeah. <laughs> Stop making candidates eat that shit. No more fried hot dogs. From now on, only fried salads. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some other news, Facebook. It's how we keep up with racist friends and how we RSVP (laughs) for parties we're never going to attend. (laughs) And now the FBI has found a new use for it
1: the FBI is now running Facebook ads targeting Russian spies. The goal is to convince those spies to switch allegiances and cooperate with the U.S. government. The FBI did not confirm any details about the campaign, but we can confirm that these ads are powered by the Bureau's verified Facebook page and that they are publicly viewable. Yes,
3: you heard that right. Facebook
1: is targeting Russian
3: spies who live in America (laughs) with ads hoping to get them to defect. And that should tell you how powerful Facebook ads are. Like, (laughs) if a spy can't resist them, what chance do you have, like, resisting those untucked shirts? I gotta buy one. (laughs) And I will say, it must be terrifying for a secret agent to see an ad targeted at secret, like you're trying to be secret. And the ad just pops up and it's just like, oh my God, how did they know? (laughs) How did they know I need new umbrella with poison tip? How did they know this? I wonder if they're like chatting to other spies like, I told you, Sergey, the umbrella, I told you, the next day show up on Instagram. <laughs> they're listening to us, okay? <laughs> and I, I guess it's obvious, but I, n- I never really thought about Russian spies having social media just like the rest of us, right? Because when you think about it, it's bad enough when your mom posts an embarrassing comment on one of your photos, but for a spy, that shit can get you killed. Right? you imagine some Russian mom who's just like, hey, Vlad, how is being secret spy in America? Are you eating enough? (laughs) All right, and finally, in education news, everybody knows that teachers in America don't get the appreciation or the pay that they deserve. But now some teachers are going online to find people who do appreciate them
2: a lot of teachers have to take second or third jobs to make ends meet but now we are learning more and more are resorting to sugar daddy dating websites like seeking arrangement to pay the bills the site allows women to set up mutually beneficial relationships often with older men who are willing to pay for companionship now seeking arrangement says they have more than 10,000 teachers on their site
3: yep that's right teachers in america are paid so poorly that some of them are turning to sugar daddies to make ends meet. And I'm sorry, that's embarrassing news for America. All right, it's, it's also bad news for sugar daddies. <laughs> yeah, because there's, there's no romance. This is not what they're gonna do with the teachers, right? The, the sugar daddy's gonna be like, hey baby, I got us tickets to Paris for the weekend. And she's gonna be like, great, but I just wanted like 36 boxes of crayons. Can you help me with that? Yeah? <laughs> I also hope that the teachers use this to guilt their students into working harder. And uh, teacher should just be like, you didn't do your math homework? Do you know how much 80-year-old dick that calculator costs? <laughs> Let's figure it out. All right, one old dick times twice a week times five equals, you should be doing your shit, young man. <laughs> All right, that's it for the headlines. Let's move on to our top story. <laughs> Impeachment. It's the thank you next of politics. <laughs> and today was yet another day of major developments in the unfolding Ukraine scandal. So let's catch up on all the latest news in our ongoing segment, the fantastic, absolutely tremendous road to impeachment.: the best economy you know The president should ever have to go through
0: probably presidential harassment.
3: Things went into another gear on Capitol Hill today, as Congress heard from the first witness in its impeachment inquiry. Kurt Volker. He's the former envoy to Ukraine who resigned last week after it came out that he had been texting with Trump lawyer and haunted egg Rudy Giuliani. (laughs) Now, Volker's testimony took place behind closed doors, so we don't know exactly what he said. But while he was talking in private, Donald Trump was letting loose on the White House lawn. This is just breaking.
1: President Trump leaving the White House calling on two different foreign governments to investigate his political rival, Joe Biden. So I would say that President Zelensky, if it were me, I would recommend that they start
0: an investigation into the Bidens. China should start an investigation into the Bidens, because what happened in China is just about as bad as what happened with with Ukraine.
3: This guy's unbelievable. <laughs> he's already facing impeachment for asking Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden, and now he's like, you know what, China, get it on it, too. You jump in as well. <laughs> Trump might be the only person on Earth who thinks two wrongs do make a right. <laughs> yeah, in his mind, he's probably like, yeah, it makes sense. Don Jr. and Eric cancel each other out. That means I only have Ivanka. It works, people. <laughs> it works. Totally works. Now, as the scandal develops... More and more people in Trump's orbit are getting sucked in. First, it was Trump's personal lawyer. Then it was his Secretary of State. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if next week we find out Sean Spicer is also somehow a part of this. And we'll be like, "Yeah, he's been sending secret messages to Ukraine on Dancing with the Stars." <laughs> because that's that's not dancing. We can all agree, right? That's that's full-body Morse code. That's what that is. <laughs> but, 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 but. But now, yet another member of the Trump cabinet is getting pulled into Ukraine gates. This morning, The Washington Post
2: reporting President Trump repeatedly enlisted Vice President Mike Pence to join in his pressure campaign on Ukraine. The president reportedly instructing Pence to skip the inauguration of Ukraine's new leader, Vladimir Zelensky. The paper also says President Trump used Pence to inform Zelensky that U.S. military aid was being withheld. White House officials say Pence likely would have received detailed notes of the president's call with Zelensky in his daily briefing book on July 26th.
3: The vice president might be tainted by all of this. If the vice president knew about that and was involved in that, to me, that not only taints him, but it makes him ineligible as well for the presidency. Wow. So Mike Pence likely knew about the phone call, had access to the transcript, and personally told Zelensky that he wasn't getting his military aid. Pence was so deep in this thing, I bet mother considers it cheating. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not shocked, I'm honestly not shocked that Pence was involved because he does whatever Trump tells him. You realize that, right? Like, you see, Trump is, he's, he's Homer Simpson, all right? <laughs> and he basically picked Ned Flanders as his VP, yeah. If Trump says jump into that volcano, Pence would be like, Oakley Doakley, sir, I'll do it. (laughs) But what's interesting is that Mike Pence doesn't deny that he got tough with Ukraine. What he claims is that it was all totally innocent.
0: Questions swirling about
3: what Pence knew and when. Officials close to Pence say he was unaware the president had
2: also pressured Zelensky Zelensky for damaging information on political rival Joe Biden.
1: His aides insist he was in the dark.
3: Okay, I'm not gonna lie, this is, this is a weird excuse, right? Pence says he was pressuring Ukraine, but he didn't know it had anything to do with Joe Biden? That, that makes no sense. So why was he pressuring them? He didn't know why? That would be like a mob enforcer not knowing what he's enforcing, yeah? <laughs> Just like the guy showing up like, I don't think you understand, Tommy. My boss wants you to do that thing. He'd be like, what do you want? What do you want me to do? Well, I don't know the thing. <laughs> I thought you would know. I just show up and I go like this with my hands. Then people do a thing. I don't even know what it is. So Mike Pence's excuse seems to be (laughs) that he was blissfully unaware, blissfully unaware of what Trump was really up to. But what's interesting is that it seems like this is his excuse for a lot of things that happen in this White House.
0: Seven people close to the vice president tell CNN Pence was unaware Flynn spoke to the Russian ambassador about sanctions. He was unaware of (laughs) Flynn's ties to Turkey. Let me say, hearing that story today was the first I heard of it. Pence was not aware of communications
1: with WikiLeaks.
2: He was unaware of this controversial meeting. Uh,
1: I learned as I awoke this morning of those developments.
3: Oh, I learned as I awoke this morning, yes. (laughs) Hashtag I awoke like this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, apparently whenever there's a Trump scandal, Mike Pence never seems to know what's going on. Never, he just has no clue. He's like every mom watching a movie. Just like, is, is that the bad guy? M- no, mom, <laughs> that's, that's the Pixar lamp. The movie hasn't started yet. <laughs> but Why did it kill the eye? Mom, it's just a thing. Just like, come, we, the movie hasn't started. My mom used to do that all the time, by the way. I don't know if yours did. We'd be watching a movie together. We just started. And you know like how somebody gets killed in the beginning and then my mom would be like, "Hi, oh, Trevor, why did they kill him? I'm like, I don't, the movie just started, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm here with you. We just started watching this together. I'll tell you at the end. (laughs) Because the way, the way he tells it, Mike Pence doesn't know about any of the bad things happening in the Trump administration, which is most of the things happening. (laughs) And I mean, if that's true, that's actually not good for America. Because you realize if Trump gets kicked out, Pence becomes president. But clearly he has no idea what's going on. right. Which means he's just going to be at the State of the Union like, My fellow Americans, the State of the Union is, uh, like this, you know, the thing. We'll be right back.
0: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., at lifelock.com news. That's lifelock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
1: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products.
3: Oh, you guys are amazing, man. Welcome to The Daily Show, everybody. Thanks for coming out. Thank you very much for being here. You know, there's a... Uh, if you've been keeping up the news, you've probably seen the story coming out of uh, Texas that's, that's blown up. Um, and it's been taking place for a while. It's been the, the trial of the police officer Amber Geiger. I don't know if you saw that. Right, the police officer... Who um, said she, she accidentally walked into a man's apartment in her building and then she thought that he was the intruder and she shot him dead. And I remember when the story happened, it was a wild story off the bat. It was, you, you know what I mean, because it was already crazy. It's like you walk into a wrong apartment and you shot the person. What were you doing? What, you know? And so the trial has been going on. And the first thing that was, that was a little weird for me was the judge allowed the defense to use the, what they call the castle doctrine in America. So they said they would allow the defense that she was protecting herself because she thought it was her house, which already was like weird to me. Cause I'm like the castle doctrine is, is, is like a very strict law in America, but, I, but I, I mean, I get it fundamentally. If you're in your house, you can do whatever you need to protect yourself. But this was interesting where the judge was like, no, you can, we allow the defense that you thought you were in your house. So you shot somebody in their house. And there, I was just like, but that's, but it's not your house. Because <laughs> then you can just think you're in your house anywhere. <laughs> like, it's just... it's So already, that was weird. And, you know, I, I was worried. I honestly was worried this was going to be another one of those cases in America where justice didn't get served. Because it seemed like a fairly, you know, black and white, excuse the pun, case. Um, and, and then the verdict was handed down, and the jury did find her guilty. But what has followed since has been a really interesting story. And we actually... We actually have a clip, it's, 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 it's a really complicated story, but this is, this is basically what went down.
2: The white former Dallas police officer convicted of murdering her black neighbor has learned her fate. Yesterday, Amber Geiger was sentenced to 10 years in prison for the murder of Botham Jean. But it was what Jean's brother did after Gold the sentencing
1: that brought the court to a standstill.
0: Oh. Can I give her a hug, please?
1: 18-year-old Brandt Jean forgave Amber Geiger, who'd just been sentenced to 10 years in prison for killing his older brother Botham. At the end of the hearing, Judge Tammy Kemp gave a Bible to Geiger and embraced her as well. Amber Geiger will be eligible for parole in five years. No justice, no peace! Some outside the courtroom thought the sentence was too lenient.
3: So that's basically the, the, the story as it stands. And it's interesting, cause I, like I sat with this, with this story and I talked to my friends about it. And it's so funny how many, you know, like how many complicated feelings there are in and around it. First and foremost, a thousand kudos. And just like, honestly, I, I, I admire the compassion of the Jean family. At the same time, though, I understood why so many people were angered by that moment. Because this thing has really, you know, blown up online. People saying, like, they were angry that she was getting hugs from the judge. And they were angry that she was getting hugs from the family. And some people, like, a lot of people are fighting about this right now. Because they're like, why were they hugging her? She murdered a man. Why is she getting hugs? And the other side is like, yes, but they're forgiving her. She still goes to jail, but it's about forgiveness. And I just, I sat with it. And I have have conflicting feelings. But I, but I, I think I understand what is happening, you know, in in so many different ways with with how people are looking at the story. On the one, one hand, you can't deny that people feel like 10 years, five, actually, is not a lot of time to be given for taking another human being's life, especially if you're found guilty of murder. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's people in jail in America for doing far lesser crimes, you know, whether they've been, you know, charged with, like, drug trafficking where they just had a certain amount of drugs and they were assumed to be drug traffickers or... You know, people where they said it was violent crimes and it was assault, but they're spending more time in jail. And then this seems like another case of the system preferring a certain type of person who looks a certain type of way, who fits a certain type of narrative, 10 years, five years. I get why people are angry. I get why people also like, this is another case of like white women tears doing their magic, you know? Cause like that's, I mean, you know, the, the myth is like white women tears, just like anything, like traffic stops, any, white woman cries and people are like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and it's it's true. Like it, it's a joke, but it's also true at the same time. It's like white women throughout history have been very good at like stepping away from like the thing just with their tears. You know, it'll we'll, we'll be like you'll be. Everyone looks at the clan. Everyone forgets that there's like wives of the clan. Do you know what I mean? People are like those clan, and then like the the wives can sometimes be like, oh, I didn't know my husband. <laughs> it's like, but you you helped him put the sheet on every night. <laughs> oh, I thought he just liked Halloween. I'm sorry. <laughs> And that's what a lot of people feel like in these instances. They feel like, like those white tears are really felt, whereas the tears of many other people, people of different races, people of, you know, other genders, aren't felt as, as much. And, and I think, you know, that, like, all of it stems from the conversations in and around race in America. You can't, you can't avoid it. People are looking at a story of a white woman who shot a black man in his house who did nothing. It was just in his house. And people were angry and I understand why so many people are angry because they're like, she doesn't deserve hugs. She deserves to lose her life the way she took her life. And I'm not speaking for everybody. I know maybe I'm speaking for myself and some of my friends but I, I feel like the anger actually comes from people feeling like that is the level of empathy everybody should receive in a court, yeah. Yeah. you know? Everybody should have a judge look at them like a human being. Everybody in society should be treated with a level of compassion. They should still be punished if they've committed a crime, but we should still look at them as human beings. And yet this narrative doesn't seem to be afforded to black people in America, especially by the news. Because if you look at all the news stories about this, they do paint it like they go, it's a beautiful moment where she's hugged by everyone. And so, but it's like, they don't use that same editorial when a young black child is going to jail. you know They don't go, this young black man who was recruited into a gang and, and had no other choices. Look at this poor, they just go like he was sentenced and he was found guilty and that's the story. As if that is what's expected. You know what I mean? It's almost, it almost feels like if you're a black person who commits a crime and goes to jail, well, that, that's a, well, that's what black people do. But if you're a white person who commits a crime and goes to jail, it's like, oh man, what a disaster story. They tell you about the human being behind the act. This story showed you the exact opposite example. This young black man was doing his own thing. He got shot. They told you that he had a history with weed. The news told you that. Why? They always tell you that this man was shot in a traffic stop. Now, he did have an, a, an assault case 10 years ago. What does that have to do with this traffic stop? You know what I mean? What, what, was the cop traveling through time to punishing him? What is that? <laughs> and I think that's, that's what people need to understand, is that like, some of the narratives that we tell and share about what's happening in the world are so much more powerful than we actually think they are. You think it's just on the surface, but what a lot of people are seeing here is is a reinforcing of an idea. But I think the mistake we shouldn't make as people is that we shouldn't necessarily jump to, we want people like Amber Geiger to spend more time in jail and the most time in jail. I think what we should be asking is for the same level of compassion and saying, hey, I don't want anyone to spend excessive amounts of time in jail And so the same way a white shooter is disarmed peacefully, the same way a white murderer can get a hug in a courtroom and sympathy, the same way a young shooter is spoken about as a human being because he is white, you would hope that same level of compassion and empathy would be applied to black people.
2: That's all it is.
3: So, my guest tonight is a professional gamer with more than 40 million followers across his platforms and a brand new book called Get Good, My Ultimate Guide to Gaming. Please welcome Tyler Ninja Blavin. <laughs>
4: Welcome to The Daily Show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is
3: so exciting having you on because you are truly the pioneer of elite sports gaming in terms of being a person who, like, you've brought it into the mainstream, you yeah. know? Like, back in the day, gamers, like, the idea was, like, people would always be like, oh, gamers, you're in your basement of your yeah. mom's house and you're, you're this and you And I was always offended because I'm a gamer, and i will be like, no, we play the games, and I was like... I was yeah. in my mom's basement. Oh, you were? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But, I mean, th- this, is, this has been a ride for you. I mean, yeah. yeah, going from your mom's basement playing games to now being one of the highest-paid athletes in the world. Yeah. Period. In no the worse. world. Yes. That, is, that is pretty wild.
4: It's pretty crazy. Uh, I definitely didn't, uh, you know, see this coming, really. Just loved playing video games and loved streaming, so...
3: What did you do really the first time, time someone paid you for a video? Did you think it was, like, a trap?
4: <laughs> my mom... My- <laughs> Fun fact, uh, my mom actually made my dad come with me to my first tournament in, like, I think it was in Columbus, Ohio, because he, she thought, it was Major League Gaming, MLG. Right. She thought that it was a fake
3: company of old people who lured kids
4: I to, would, like, molest
0: yeah. them. Yeah.
3: I would, I would think the same thing. Oh, if, yeah. if my kid said, I'm going to get money to play video games, yeah. I'd be like, who's giving you yeah. this money? Who's you that? Is there a van involved? Yeah, the, who's there giving can't... you this money? But, but it really has blown up. And what what I found interesting is how initially there was a lot of resistance. People were like, why are you getting money for playing a video game? Yeah. But people don't understand. You're not just playing a video game. You put hours in as an athlete. How many hours do you play a day? Minimum, like, eight hours. Minimum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and not just eight hours, but it's like eight hours of, of like,
4: grinding and practicing yeah. what you do. It's a lot of mental strain. I mean, imagine someone, you know, imagine, like, playing... A really, really stressful mind, you know, challenging game like chess for just eight hours straight. Right. At at a high level, it's it's difficult. It's really exhausting in a way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, every day I did it for like honestly eight years straight with minimal breaks. I would say maximum actually took the longest break was like one week. Yeah, you
3: say chess, Great but games. I mean, it's, it's like chess if your opponent was also swearing at you in the middle of the game. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's a, no, because like I, I played, I was like, you know, I played with, with Ninja today, like for the, I played Fortnite for the first time ever. Yeah. And, and you played, yeah. And you played on a console for the first time ever and we won Fortnite, our first yeah, match yeah. together, yep. which was pretty amazing. Yeah, was it was awesome. like, there's a little clip of us. It was pretty dope. I'll we got a clip, don't we? Boom. Oh, we shit, I shot like someone's head. <laughs> that was nice. Oh, you, got, you killed someone? I think so. I mean, I shot them, and then they stopped living, so I think that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, pretty dope. Yeah. That what? was amazing. 100% win ratio. Yeah. That was... Uh... Yeah, we won, we and, then, and then there, you man. told me to quit yep. because I had a perfect win ratio. I had 100% win rate. And think then about I, that story. And then I came back and got beaten every single time. Yep. What, was, what <laughs> was fascinating to me was this. We were playing, and, like, our, our accounts weren't, like, locked, so people just joined yep. in... And at some point we had like hundreds of kids yeah. online, like all different ages. It's like some sound like like 19-year-olds, others like ten, and they were just like, Ninja!
0: Ninja! <laughs> They're all just dancing in the lobby. Yeah. It's mean, not like, it
3: like they were chasing us like you owed children money or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Just like screaming <laughs> Like, does that ever, like, seem normal to you, that you've become a bona fide celebrity to many yeah. in
4: the world, and some people don't know you when you walk down the street? Dude, it, it's, it's crazy. I don't really... I just, you know, I'm just a gamer, man. That's how I look at it. So, I don't... I mean, I love it. I, I think that, you know, when a kid's screaming my name, they like, oh,
0: I love you. I, right.
4: I, I mean, I love it, man. It's, uh, Do you think it changed when you played against Drake? Oh, dude. that. W- I mean, that made that took me and, in my opinion, like, gaming, like, main... Like, that blew up. Like, that was one of the first times I feel like that gaming and streaming really hit, like, almost every single news outlet. Yeah,
3: because that was huge. They were like, Ninja is going to play against Drake. And I was like, I'm sorry, the what's going to happen to you? Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, I woke up. I woke up after. So, like, it was, like, a last-minute thing. It was 7 o'clock at night. And I was... I don't even think I was streaming. I wasn't even streaming. I was done. I think I finished, like, a 12-hour stream. I woke up at, like, 6, and I got off at 6. And then I got a text from Drake at, like, 6. He's like, hey, man, I'm on this game. I was like... Oh, this is happening, ran downstairs, started the stream right back up, and then, you know, we streamed for, like, three hours, and then I was freaking out. I passed out right away after <laughs> and woke up to, like, just insane new,
3: like, my, my Twitter timeline was mad. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it changed. It, was, it changed everything, and I think like we started to see that in, in in the rise of Ninja, you know, you've become bigger than just gaming. It's become an idea. It, it's become a brand. You yeah. know, you 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 work with Adidas. You know, you you have Mixer that, that you stream. You you like you broke the record for the most subscribers on a streaming service yep. like in a week. Yep. And now now you've got this book, and this is interesting. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah, no, this is interesting. <laughs> this is interesting because. Because, like, when they were, like, ninjas got a book, I was like, a book about what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's gaming. What do you have a book about? Like, the buttons? What is... What is... Yeah, but i Yeah, but, <laughs> but, I'm, yeah but, but I'm not even serious. I, like, I'm not even joking. I, I, I read the book, and as a gamer, but just as, like, as someone who's interested in what you do, I found it fascinating how you break it down. Like, yeah. this is, like, the business of gaming, mm-hmm. and it's the business of the sport. Like, this is a manual, which technically doesn't exist. Right. Is that why you wrote it? I really wanted to just give back. I mean, I've been streaming,
4: like I said, for a long time. And every day, I get asked questions. You know, Tyler, Ninja, what settings do you use? What's the best keyboard? What's the best headset? How do I get better? How do I get more viewers? How and it's like, you know, I was just tired of answering the questions, so
3: I wrote a book. <laughs> right. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Because this, this, this is something that, that I found really, really beautiful. It's like, in the book, you talk about the myths in and around gaming. You know, yeah. like, people mean, like, gaming makes the kids violent. Gaming makes the kids want to shoot people. But this is something I honestly found when I was playing with you, mm-hmm. and I love that you write about it in the book as well, is like the community that gaming provides people. Oh yeah. And the fun that you actually can have. Because like a lot of these kids, when they were speaking, was, my favorite was, there was a kid from somewhere in the United Kingdom, somewhere. Sounded Scottish yeah, it or whatever. Scottish. But he was, he was like, Ninja, is that you, Ninja? He's like, is that you? I think he can hear us, but he can't see. <laughs> He's not speaking. Ninja, I love you so much, Ninja. <laughs> But, but there really is like a, like a, like, and you said the kids were dancing with their little avatars. There's like a fun that is associated yeah, with, man. right. Why do you think that community is so tight knit? Why do you think that group is growing the, at the rate that it is? People just love playing video games together. It's a great way to connect, man. And you
4: can do it from the inside of your home. It's awesome. I mean, I, I, and honestly, it's just so fun so fun it's so fun to to play with someone in, in 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 form a relationship with someone you've never even met before right right another you know if you're a 10 year old 12 year old you're playing with another 10 year old in freaking you know in scotland yeah right yeah, yeah. and you're an America, and you've been you can form a relate like that literally it wasn't possible you couldn't do that you couldn't have that friendship you couldn't play with that person and have a good time and form that friendship until you know gaming really started to take off and it's just getting better and I mean, dude, literally, we had 40 people were just dancing from yes. different countries in our lobby, and we were only live for, like, 20 minutes. Like,
3: I mean, it's just... It's, a, it, it's insane. So what, is, so what does Ninja do now? Because, I mean, like, gaming is your life. Gaming is your job. Gaming is your money. Yeah. I game, like, to, to relax, but yeah. you game for the job. So what oh, yeah. do you do in your time off? Do you do, like, accounting? What do you do? <laughs>
4: <laughs> dude, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what I do in my time off. I mean, I just, I just go... I literally don't have time off. When right. I, I get off stream, I obviously... Uh, I usually watch other streams, and I watch videos, and I try to constantly always improve on my craft. But also, I'm always, you know, traveling and doing a bunch of stuff. So when I finally do have time off, man, I'm just going to sleep a lot. <laughs> yeah. Sleeping? I'm, I'm just going to just give me a beach. Right. Corona. You know what I mean? <laughs> on the beach. That cla- and just I'm just checked out Just like chilling there. solid week and a half.
3: Right. I love that. All the way to the beach, all the way from your mom's basement. Him, Congratulations, thanks, my man. Thank, thank you so much. much. Really good having you. Get Good is available now, and obviously you can watch him game at Mixer.com slash Ninja. the Ninja Blevins, everybody.
0: The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, ears edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount+. And the stakes have never
2: been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original
3: series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit
2: ParamountPlus.com slash shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
1: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.